Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the SC Preps Insider. This is the podcast for prep football and all other kinds of activities in high school sports here in the state of Michigan. Lauren Plant here with Scott Bernstein and Jeff Dulac today. How you doing, fellas? Good, Good man. Love talking football. It's never, yeah. never a full bad swing, time to talk football. That's, That's right. 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 We're officially into September now, yep. which means you know it's it, flying. It really starts mattering. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're already you know? at the, the, the at the quarter mark of the season. I know it's yeah. insane. And, you know, just off the bat, we're going to focus a little bit on Mr. Football today. And I do want to say the podcast is brought to you by Hungry Howie's Dough Razor mm-hmm. and Diversify Members Credit Union, both great sponsors of the State Champ Sports Network. Uh, make sure you go to dmcu.com. Hungry Howie's Dough Razor, just go to the website. What it basically is is paper uh, pizzas that you can sell and fundraise. It's been amazing for schools like uh, uh, Birmingham Groves. And uh, anyway, check it out. Uh, DoughRaiser.com is the website for that. But uh, just the first couple of weeks, we have seen some real surprises and teams starting off 0-2 well, that does you, not look good. I'll just tell you, uh, you know, my beat traditionally the last 10 years has been Oakland County, mm-hmm. although since I've come over to state champs, yeah. I've spread out to, to more of the state. But, you know, my bread and butter has always been Oakland County. And um, <laughs> Oakland County has not necessarily had the best start to the 2017 season. Some of the real glamour power programs, traditional um, yep. traditional heavyweights, just have not looked so good uh, starting off the year. Orchard Lake St. Mary's, the three-time defending uh, Division Three state champs, 0-2, and most look most likely looking at 0-3. Going to Mishawaka, uh, going over to, uh, going out to the Hoosier State and, and going to uh, play a, a state power in Penn. Already uh, playoffs in jeopardy. Yeah, right. Yeah, really. I mean, once once you start off 0-2, I mean, your chances go downhill greatly and what? then you, you look at the rest of their schedule they still have to play in the catholic league you know they haven't played a catholic league opponent yet and catholic central is still staring them right in the face and brother easy. rice is not going to be an, you know an easy game not at all de la salle came back had yeah. a good win yeah yeah that was so, a good bounce back uh you know it's 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 on those those eaglets troops to get the thing turned around mm-hmm. i'm sure with uh with with leadership like uh, caden Priestcorn and, and kyron cunningham they'll, they'll have a chance to do it you know there there obviously are no guarantees they could slip in at five and four but yeah it looks like they're going to be staring at yeah. zero and three well, uh, the last time that St. Mary's went 0 and 2 to start a year was 2009, I believe, and they, they got made to the finals. It, they made it they to, to Ford right. Field. They ended up losing to East Grand Rapids. Eked in at five and four, but right? The season's not over yet for yeah. for all you St. Mary's fans. Uh, you, you think about the football teams. It's funny because. Uh, uh, one of our colleagues was talking about his brother Ice team of 1985, mm-hmm. and they, which was the year after they won, like uh, they had finished like second in the country, right? And they had gone two years where I think they only lost one game, right? Mm-hmm. In '85 they went they, way back. They, well, no, actually, I think it was I think it was '85. He was saying that they went like nine and one. No, that's eighty eighty four. Uh, maybe that was '85. Okay, '86 they went back. Right. But there was a he, year. My that, point. My point yeah. is, is that they lost one game and they missed the playoffs. Right. Yes. That, you know what I mean? That's that was the, 85. That was 85. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the it's way tough. it was, you know. And I think the game they lost, it was like a last-second defeat, you know. Mm-hmm. So now, again, at 5-4, and four, you can still resurrect your season and make the playoffs and get to the finals Those mid-80s uh, Brother Rice teams had a bunch of uh, future uh, pros. Uh, yeah. The, the Farr brothers and uh, uh, Mike Lodish and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Guys like that, as we're as Bob we're st- Kula, right? As we're staying in Oakland County. In fact, they're having a, they're actually having a big uh, 1974 reunion oh, for the state for the mythical state championship, the, right? Which That's was right. Like I think number call, one in the nation. I think they called them the Little Lions because it was a bunch of uh, Detroit Lions sons that right. were on oh, really? the team. Yeah, I think a, a twelve or thirteen D one guys yeah, out of that. Yeah, yeah. It was um, uh, yeah. West Bloomfield, who was everyone's preseason darling, has literally probably a dozen Division one recruits on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, only um, mirrored. In in the state in terms of college recruiting um, 
would be Cast Tech, uh, and uh, they're they're 0-2 right now yeah. and not looking good. No, they they have a, a Division One uh, bound quarterback in Bryce Beasley who's going to Bowling Green, and they've got four or five uh, Division One bound. Uh, mm-hmm. Weapons uh, in the passing game, and they have not scored one touchdown through the air. Uh, they blew a 24 uh, 7 mid fourth quarter lead to a Bloomfield Hills team last week in week two, who uh, was making the jump up from the OA blue, not the OA white. So they were making the jump right. up two divisions. <laughs> right. um, a lot of people thought that, you know, Bloomfield Hills would probably be at the bottom of the OA red, right. uh, and they're 2 0 right now. Yeah. I, I, w- I would like to talk, uh, if we're talking about maybe some sleeper Mr. Football candidates, yeah. John Paddock, the quarterback from Bloomfield Hills, uh, Ball State commit, um, you know, I, I was guilty of, of kind of looking past him um, maybe last year at the beginning of this year. Not looking past him as, a, as a, a, a heck of a talent, but looking past him in terms of the Mr. Football race. Right. Um, and he has just proven... Uh, he, 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 he is, you know, he, he gets the, uh, the scrubs on and, and slips the mask on and, and pulls out the scalpel and just goes surgical, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, this guy. And he uh, was, he was in the rice pipeline. He was, he was he at was brother rice. He was the quarterback. At, rice at the, had like five quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Rice, rice, uh, uh, he was the, the JV quarterback. Right. Johnny Tracy, right. Yep. And then those guys. Yeah. Steven Krzyzewski. Yeah. Krzyzewski yeah. who's over in like South Carolina right now, yep. starting yeah. somewhere. Um, Johnny Tracy, who, yeah, you know, right. is at Princeton now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, John Paddock was the JV quarterback at Brother Rice two years ago. Transferred because um, he, he, I think he knew he wasn't going to be playing uh, behind Valente Mario, the Magic Man Valente. Uh, came over to Bloomfield Hills, won the job last year, took Bloomfield Hills to an undefeated uh, OAA Blue season, threw for I think sixteen hundred yards and twenty two touchdowns. But there's a lot. There's a big difference between picking apart secondaries in the OAA Blue. All due respect to the Berkeleys and the Hazel Parks of this world. Right. Right. But uh, when you can do it against a, a defense like West Bloomfield, and he threw for 300 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and the, game, the, the, the game-winning drive went 92 yards in 90 seconds, uh, punched in a one-yard sneak with less than a second left to win it. Um, a lot of people make the comparison. They say Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's a he's a small quarterback. He's only about six one. But I was talking to Alan True, um, you know the the, the guru. Yeah. And uh, Alan <laughs> True said, I mean, and this is this is this is big praise from someone like Alan True. Alan True told me that no quarterback in the state of in the whole state of Michigan had a better summer, had a better off season than John Paddock. Uh, he was going to these camps and going to these combines and just lighting it up. And, uh, and that it, says a lot because you look at how many high-level quarterbacks oh we have God, in the state of Michigan. This is one of the best uh, years for quarterbacks we've had. Yeah, guys that are you know going all you know Big Ten, mm-hmm. uh, Big Ten bound guys, yep. guys that are being recruited uh, around uh, around the country. Uh, Theo Day, who who was our number one preseason yep. player in um, in the state champs uh, preseason player rankings, quarterback at Divine Child is going to Michigan State. He had SEC offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Johnny Paddock is, is is saying, "Hey man, I I can hold my own with all those guys." It'd be very interesting. We get into a we're in a day and age where the measurables probably are overvalued at this point. But you look at if you you wonder what if John Paddock was six three? If he was well, I talked yeah. to Alan True about this too. I mean, you can say this about a ton of players, but if Alex he was Malzone, six, yeah, he was six. That's a good point too. Well, Alex Malzone had big had, yeah. had big offers as, as a six two quarterback. Yeah, that's true. If if Paddock was six three, and maybe Paddock eventually will in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. But if Paddock was six three or six four, he'd be he, he would time. have solid Big Ten offers, right. uh, possibly SEC offers, ACC offers, and so forth. And and who knows what's going to happen these next couple mm-hmm. weeks? We've seen it before. I mean, yeah. look at uh, someone like uh, Grant. Um, 
Grant Perry mm-hmm. uh, at Michigan. And he's a guy that had no uh, Big Ten looks until the very end of his senior year, ended up committing to Northwestern, and then ended up at Michigan, and now he's you know catching passes. Go back to Kirk Cousins at Michigan State. You know, Michigan State missed out on their quarterback that they wanted and dropped a late off to Kirk Cousins, and yeah. you know, now he's playing yes. on Sunday. He's going to make a lot of money. Exactly. He's made like $26 million or whatever this That's year right. to be franchised. Mm-hmm. Love it. Another team I really like um, – that I've seen this. Are we just kind of going? Around? Yeah. Well, I was gonna have, let me ask you before you do that. Yeah. Uh, one more, um, just because it's it's interesting. I think it's Bloomfield Hills at Clarkston. Yes. This week, which we're covering that. on Extra Point, uh, and uh, you know that's going to be, I think, the real test because yeah, Clarkston's played well out of the gate, and that's a hard place to go win. Well, there, you know, West Bloomfield's been a nice story the last three, four years mm-hmm. as as kind of emerging as a power in the OA red, but. You know, you know, tried and true. Yeah, no did, doubt. Uh, right. Red power, Clarkston. It is. It's Clarkson. Year in, year out, year in, they're year always going to be a, a top ten team in the state. Yep. they're always going to be competing to, to make long runs uh, mm-hmm. in the tournament. They have this. They won the back to back state championships a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, that's a game that's going to feature two of kind. Of, I think lesser known commodities in the state. We just yeah. got, talked about John yeah, Paddock, who's, who people are starting to know about, and Mike Flugel, and Mike Flugel. You know, a guy who who is going to carry the ball 25, 30 times a game. But I don't think enough people know just how good he He's is at the running back. Exactly. He's someone that you like. Don't look at. He's kind of you know he's five ten, one hundred and seventy five pounds. He's in that Ian Erickson type. uh, No, but Erickson. But Erickson was like chiseled. Erickson was Flugel. Like he's like he's a he's a ginger. Uh, They kind of tease him, (laughs) and his team teammates kind of tease him. They're like, you wouldn't think this red hair, red headed kid could. could 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 fly like this. I'm only right. saying that because his I mean te- I don't see what that has to do with anything. No, I'm only saying that because his teammates. When I was with him at practice, his teammates were like, "You wouldn't think this redhead kid could fly like oh, that." Okay. The only reason I said that was kind of an inside to the to okay. the Clarkson team. I had no idea that that yeah, speed it, it, was. It was like it was a parallel to what, what hair what hair, hair color. Right. I think they were just kind of making the the uh, the the we're note. They were kind of making the observation yeah. that he's not someone that really looks like anyone special. Got it. Uh, and and he uh, you know it's very unassuming. Yes, and I remember seeing. Him, his uh, first or second game on varsity a couple years ago as a sophomore, uh, filling in for um, one of the Erickson brothers. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like the second or third play from scrimmage. He broke off like a 65-yard touchdown run. Yeah. He ran past the whole, uh, uh, I think it was maybe Adams, right? the whole, past the whole Adams uh, 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 defensive uh, line and secondary and linebacking core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Short? Is he smaller? He's like five, five, he's not. He's like you know five ten. He's, he's okay. pretty much a standard five, running nine, back size yeah. in, the, in terms of height. He's probably a little bit skinnier than you you would assume. But the reason yeah. they were saying that is I was I was interviewing a group of Clarkson players and I didn't know which one was Flugel and I was like all right you're because the guy that looked more like the big sturdy running back I was like all right Mike what's going on he's like no no I'm not Mike Flugel this is Mike Flugel <laughs> <laughs> they're like no this is the guy this is this this is the uh, this is the speedster. Got right. it. That'll be a good game. I think that's that's going to be one that you know we're going to a we're going to see how how good Bloomfield Hills is. Even if Bloomfield Hills loses, even if they lose like thirty five twenty, I think that still tells you that Bloomfield Hills is for real this year. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, if they can. Ha- I'm not expecting them to win this game. But right. If they can hang with Clarkson, if they can make it a game, th- that's that's a statement to the whole league. Well, that's back to back games where they make a statement. Yeah. Well, they made a very loud statement yep. by beating West Bloomfield. But if they can just uh, hang around with Clarkson, I think that, that that means that they'll be in the uh, you know they'll be in the thick of it. Yeah, for the rest absolutely. Of the year. All right, you said you have one other team you really like. Uh, I really like Rochester Adams. Uh, they're two and zero. It's good they, to see they've them. Outscored their opponents like seventy seven to. 12 or something. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I didn't expect them. I mean, I knew they were going to be good. They made the playoffs last year. I expected them to make the playoffs again this year. But uh, uh, they, and they also made the move up from the OA white to the uh, they made to the move red. Up. They moved up from the white to the red. It's yeah. the first time they've been in the red. And this it, is. Since 2006. Back then, it wasn't even called the red. It was called Division One. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
they got three quarterbacks. Yeah, it was called the OAA one. one right. That's right. Uh, they got uh, three quarterbacks: senior Zach Solden, um, the backup sophomore uh, Carter Ferris, who uh, really is someone that you know could start on a ton of other teams. He threw three beautiful touchdown passes uh, in the second half uh, against Lake Orion last week, all over 25 yards, um, and he'll, he'll see spot duty. And then the coach's son, Cole Petrito, will come in and, and switch it up a little bit, do a little wildcat, um, you know, run their veer. But so, a lot of Petritos. Yeah, <laughs> and there's right. another one. There's a sophomore, Anthony Petrito, coming up, the, coming up the pike. Uh, and then, it's like uh, the rollbacks at Arlie of the Lake. Yeah, yeah just right. Just keep coming and coming. And, and then you get uh, you got guys like Steve, a guy like Steve Ronselli, who's uh, just a, a two-way terror, uh, just very tough running the ball, can catch the ball out of the backfield, and then is, uh, he's just one of these linebackers that's just always uh, swarming around to play. And then, obviously, the, the SEC uh, recruit, the, the Missouri-bound Vincent Gray, yep. uh, you know, a big cornerback, 6'2 cornerback. He is that new uh, style of cornerback right. that colleges are going to start pursuing, you know, big but, body, physical, and athletic. But at the high school level, he, he, you know, he, can, he can stretch the field, and mm-hmm. he made a really nice catch last week uh, for about 45, 50 yards uh, through, you know, in, in heavy traffic where he had to really uh, you know, secure the ball and make sure that he didn't get batted away uh, amongst three or four guys. He caught, uh, caught a really nice pass last week, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I'm really impressed by what, I saw, yeah. what I've seen from Adams. And Lake Orion's on a tough run now. Lake Korean, yeah. You know, uh, they made the playoffs last, last year. year. They lost their last three games. backed out. 45-16, uh, 21-0, and then 14-3 to Romeo in the playoffs. They lose the first two in this one, including to Chip Valley. And Chip Valley is definitely a team that yeah. is better Tom, than they Tom have. Tom Markowski's been. top ten. But, right you know, now. it's like Lake Orion was always right here, like with Clarkston. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like that rivalry game every year every was, year was, a, was the a battle. It was a clash of yeah. the, it's like the two Titans. prize fighters yeah. slugging it out in the but, center of the ring. And round two was going to happen two weeks later, and usually round right. one right. was right. 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 right, 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 exactly. I remember being with the state champs uh, when we were doing a, a broadcast. Yeah, being on the sideline. Oh, yeah, we did I, that I think big it was game. A, I think it was the year before they won the state championship. Right. Um, yes. Uh, Lake Orion might have won the state title that year. Maybe not. Yeah. Two thousand nine, I believe they won. Yeah. It was that. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. They won in. They won in ten. In ten. Yeah. There was a couple okay. year period there where Lake Orion won a state championship, went to a state finals. Clarkson won two state championships. Yeah. They right. had, so yeah. It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice era for the OA. Right? Oh yeah. That you know that was kind of one of the few times we've been able to sit there and look at a conference that actually challenges the Catholic League yeah. Central to being you know the the cream of the yep. crop. Yep. Yep. And that's that's when the the OAA. Right? You know the game that we did. It was two thousand eleven. Okay. And it was thirty eight thirty one. Because remember, it was a yeah. battle, yeah. and uh, Clarkson pulled it out in the end. And um, that was Azula's sophomore year. Okay. Yep. DJ Azula, and, and was a quarterback. Lake Orion had that that sweet running back, Marcus Stevenson. Marcus Stevenson. Yeah. No, I think Stevenson okay. had graduated because he was in the finals the year before. It was that other kid, oh, that's white right. kid? I, mean, I say white kid, <laughs> but I mean running back, and he was he was good. Mm-hmm. I remember. Anyway, uh, the OAA report here, uh, right. yes. the state chance let's, prep let's report. Let's move it around. Yeah. yeah. One one team, you know, Scott was talking about how he was he was really impressed with Rochester Adams. I got a chance to see East Kentwood last week, and East Kentwood is the real deal. You know, offense, defense. You know, their line play is is huge. You know, they got Mozzie Smith, they got Logan Brown. You know, I'm I'm a big guy. You know, I like you know I think I'm you like other big per- guys. You I'm like pretty, seeing other big guys I'm, excel. Well, I'm I'm pretty confident saying I'm I'm one of the bigger people around, but Mozzie Smith and Logan Brown are massive. They make me feel small. But, they're I mean, very, but they're, they, have, they have great footwork. Oh, yeah, I mean, what they, I've have, seen. they have great footwork. But it's, you just see, and it's not just Mozzie Smith and Logan Brown. Across the line, you know, Tony Kimbrough has an offensive line that goes, you know, yeah. six, four, three hundred 300 pounds. And, you know, that's that's a Division one 
college offensive line. They've got some sophomores who yeah. are going to be right behind Smith and Brown getting those big-time offers. And shutting out St. Mary's 21 nothing in week two was a statement by them. You know, I, you know, last year they started 3-0, and and we, we kind of assumed that um, you know, they were going to be there for the long haul. They kind of tapered off at the end. I think this is the year that East Kent would really put the run together. Who's, yeah. quarter, who's quarterback in Kim- East Kent? I forget. Was I, it, I can't think of his name. Kimbrough it, said, though, the coach said that it, that was on the radio yeah. show. He said that was their biggest win in their history. Right. You know? Yeah. You look, well, they're, kind of, they're kind of a, um, a wet, you know, when you think of West Side powerhouses, you think of Muskegon mm-hmm. and Rockford and East Grand Rapids. Lowell. Yep. And Lowell yeah. and East Kent was kind of this program that has been slowly it's kind of it's like a bubble, like a simmering. Uh, pop well, they've always been that, great that in other sports. Point, you know, oh, yeah, exactly. We're doing like a, a story on their boys' soccer dominance yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year. They've They're been the a sleeping stage. giant. You look at how yeah. dominant that track and field school. program is. Yeah, you would just assume that a lot of those track and field athletes would one day you know, migrate players. to the football team. In the fall, and you know, I think program has reached a boiling point. It's yeah. like been to a point where it's like it's been bubbling on the stove for a couple mm-hmm. years, and now it's just really, uh, really heated and playing really right. good football. And and they, I, I just when I the, the obviously I don't get out to the west side, uh, you know, very much. But right. when I get to see uh, uh, teams like this, uh, whether it be on tape or when I when I do get a rare glimpse, I saw them against uh, Harrison, I believe, mm-hmm. last year, the year before. Um, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from East Kent. When I, we talked about it on the radio show last week, I've been impressed by their conditioning. Mm-hmm. They seem Why? to for 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 guys that are um, that 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 bring that much speed, that much athleticism, and, and, and that much um, on both sides of the ball. It, it didn't seem like there was they. The, the, I guess what I'm saying. The, it seemed like from top to bottom that roster all had high motors. Yeah, it was like there was no drop off from the first quarter to the fourth quarter mm-hmm. in what these guys were doing in terms of uh, beating coverages, right. not getting winded. Other teams kind of start to to, to break down physically, and Kentwood just right. Uh, continues to, uh, to to thrive. And you could tell that kind of wore down St. Mary's last week. And St. Mary's obviously is a well-conditioned team. They're a, they're a top-notch program. But when you have Logan Brown and Mozzie Smith playing off and on both ways, and they're still going strong in the fourth quarter and still disrupting like on that, defense, you know, it's, it's a scary thought it's just like to see It's like that fastball pitcher that, you know, is throwing 98 in the first, right. and then in the, in the ninth they're throwing 97. Right, exactly. That's a really good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, East Kent would... I, I think they're for real. Yeah. All right. The SC Preps podcast is brought to you by DMCU, Diversified Members Credit Union, dmcu.com, for all your banking needs and Hungry Howie's, specifically Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Go to doughraiser.com. All right. The other reason we're here is to talk about Mr. Football and the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. And uh, we're going to give, actually, those who are listening to the podcast a little exclusive. We're having a shakeup in the mm-hmm. race this year. Normally, you'd see this on the weekend or we talk about it Friday night. But uh, the fact that uh, Colin Demons, the uh, great linebacker from Detroit, Detroit Country Day, big recruit, mm-hmm. uh, is moving into the race. We are taking Jason Whitaker out of the race right now. And, uh, you know, that's that's just one of those things that you can play your way back in. I mean, these are two kids that are both yeah. going to yeah. be playing power conference right. football. So there's no shame in, <laughs> yeah, right. in anything. I mean, we know that both of these are great football right. players. I wouldn't so be surprised Jason's if Whitaker going, comes back. Jason's going to Northwestern. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's, the, he's a drop-back specialist. He's got a really nice mm-hmm. arm. Yep. A lot of people really like his his next-level upside. And he's, he's, but he's, he's He's, unfortunately, he's 
playing on a high school team that doesn't have a ton of weapons, yep. doesn't have a big line protecting him. So yeah. he battled some injuries last year. So he'll he, get, it's affecting his stat line. Yeah, right. He'll get better as his team gets better. So sure. really young offensive line, really young skill position players. Right. You know, as the season goes on, and I don't think there's any doubt that Rockford will be in the playoffs. But as the season goes on, they get better. Whitaker will too, which right. I think bodes well for him possibly getting back into this. Right, this and not only that, yeah, they're going to go as he goes. Yep. And if Rockford makes a run, it's going to be because of the play of Whitaker, and of course right. that will bring him back in. And uh, Kenny Demons or Kenny Demons, Colin Demons, <laughs> Colin Demons. Kenny's little brother, yeah, Kenny's yep. little brother went uh, to Michigan. And I, I do want to say that uh, you know coming in, he's because uh, we got some information from Country Day's head coach uh, okay. Dan McLean. Uh, he's got eight solos, eleven assists, one interception so far through mm-hmm. two games. Uh, seven catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. His TD was uh, a nice catch, and he had a run of 38 yards last week. I, I like how uh, Dan says. Uh, He's like, uh, Colin's the type of player for our team where everyone needs to pay attention to him so much that when he comes over to the sideline, all 11 players from the <laughs> uh, from the other team follow him to the yeah, sideline. Yeah, right, right. exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they play Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Yep. You know, it's a good Rematch squad. Rematch of the D4 final. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, well, yeah, he, of course, is... I like his versatility. He can go inside. He can go outside. He's 6'2", 215, 220. He's in, he has intelligence. Uh, you know, sideline to sideline. I, I use the term. He's like a cheetah. I said it on the <laughs> on the on the uh, on the broadcast for first eight champs extra point. He's just like uh, he's so fleet of foot, going going one way to the other. Uh, he can change directions on a dime. He's got great wrap up ability on his tackles. He's a leader, mm-hmm. um, and as I said, his his versatility. Not only can he uh, on defense, can he kind of seamlessly switch between linebacking spots. On offense, he can run the ball as a running back. He can block as a fullback. He can go out and catch passes as a wide receiver or as a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an athletic freak, which, yeah. which makes him capable of doing that. How much does he that. remind you of like a Josh Ross, for instance? Well, he's, he's a little bit taller, but I think it's a fair comparison just physically what, what he's capable of, just being able to, regardless of what linebacker position, he can fill the hole yeah, and well, make a big stop, and then he can drop back in coverage better than I think people expect him to. I think the difference is that Josh Ross could swing seamlessly between middle and inside, Yeah, and I think... Uh, Colin is better uh, moving in between outside and inside. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, coverage-wise, you know, because he's such an athletic freak, like like I just said, he can cover wide receivers, he can cover running backs in the passing game, and he's just he's so physical and he's he's a downhill player against the run game that you know he's he's really the complete. There's student and another comparison player. between them. They're both students of the game. They're yeah. both kids that um, football is. Uh, is a passion for them. Mm-hmm. It's something that they, you know, you, when they talk about it, when you're interviewing them, when you see them play, it's it, it, like it, it, it oozes out of their pores. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and the, you don't always see that in kids. Even no. kids that are incredibly talented, kids that are going to power conference schools, kids that are getting tons of accolades, sometimes you interview them or you talk to them or you see them play and it's there's there's just something missing. There's well, a it was interesting excitement. because Josh Ross was one of our Detroit uh, athletic club athlete of the year, yeah. fi- you know, finalists, yep. and talking to him in a long, long form interview with him, and you're, and he was just so poised, yeah. and his, and you know, and the comparison is really good here because he had a brother James right, Ross, say, that's another great who comparison. played at, right. Michigan, at Michigan as a linebacker, as did as, as a linebacker, linebacker yep. as did Kenny Demons. So those guys get to get to feed off their brother, get to yep. get to get all that knowledge of yeah. what they can expect. I, I actually mm-hmm. talked to Colin, so they're more polished well, already. Yeah, piggybacking up what you just said, yeah. I talked to Colin during their playoff run last year. And I said, because you know, there's a big difference between him and Kenny. I mean, he right. was he was in elementary school when Kenny was uh, in high school. Right. So it's not like he, he was a you know a freshman when Kenny was a senior. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wondered, you know, uh, he's 17. Kenny's probably f- 
heading towards 30 now. Um, Jeez. I We're said, old. Yeah, Time flies, doesn't I that? said, uh, I said, you know, do you, do you talk a lot to your brother? Do you, is it, did your brother give you advice? He said, I talked to him before every game. Right. I talked to him after every game. Right. Um, you know, we, we talk about, uh, you know, football uh, um, schematics. We talk about, uh, you know, concepts, philosophies, uh, ways to improve, ways to um, expand. Yeah, it's uh, huge. It, it's it, that and, advice. And when you have not just someone who played at the Big Ten at a high level, but someone who played in the NFL for eight or nine years, yeah. was with the, you know, he started for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I believe right now he's uh, re- yeah, I'm not either retired or waiting for a, a, a call to, right. to come on as a free agent. But uh, you know, he, he was a starter in the league for at least three, four, five years, played in the league for eight or nine, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he is just a great role model, just like Josh Ross had had James. And the, the thing that makes the the younger brother in this dynamic, you know, uh, impressive is their willingness to listen. You know, you, you have a lot of high school kids that, oh, I'm a top level recruit, I already know what I'm doing, just let me do what I'm going to do, and don't right. worry about the rest. These guys. You know, by all accounts, have have leaned on their older brothers who have been there and done that and had that success, and kind of maybe at times have found themselves a little bit too high up and a little bit you know thinking too highly of themselves Here, and got knocked back down to kind of tell them where they they need to be. Both uh, the brothers took, both well, all four of these, uh, both Rosses and both Demons have all been to Ford Field as high That's schoolers. Uh, That's a good point. The uh, Demons is unfortunately at either Demons won a state That's title. Right. They both That's lost right. in the state championship yep. game. Uh, but uh, uh, James Ross and Josh Ross both took home state championships. Josh took home three <laughs> to trump his brother's one. Yeah. Yes. So uh, if if, if, if we're bad. doing a, if we're doing a, a state title ring count between right. the Rosses and the Demons, <laughs> it's four against zero. Right. And the interesting thing too is the fact that you know here you had James and and Josh dead set on Michigan. Yes. You know, yep. of course, Kenny Col- goes to Michigan. Yeah, Colin's been, it's been a slow burn on his recruiting mm-hmm. and not in a slow burn in the sense that uh, teams didn't come in early because teams right. did come in early. Very early. He had a, uh, I believe he had a Michigan State and a Nebraska offer uh, after his freshman year. Yeah, I think that I, Michigan came in his sophomore year. Yeah, I believe so. But so when I say slow burn, I mean, he's one of these kids who's not, he's uh, not, no- not, not, you know, super quick to make a decision. Right. He wants to take his time. He wants to think about it. He wants to be uh, calculated about right. it. And, and, and the uh, West Coast is wooing him. Yeah. yeah. And we've, well, that, heard that, we've heard that UCLA is really hot on him yep. right now. And, you know, that's one thing that I like about, you know, I, I don't mean, not that if you ever made a decision early, it doesn't mean I think any less of you, but that's what I like about a player like Colin Demons, who's What's taking... the rush? Exactly. And we see so many times... How often, how often do we write stories or blogs about kids decommitting after committing one place oh and then gosh. decommitting again? I hate you know, that. Just know where you want to go. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a reason why National Signing Day is in February. It's not like you sign tomorrow. Yeah. Just take and your time. And they've even relaxed that now. Yeah. Now you yeah, can even sign well, in so December. He just doesn't that's right. He's, yeah. not any, yeah. he's not in any rush. Yeah. You know, I, I talked to him about that, too. He said, you know, I got those offers early. I've gotten more offers since then. I know I'm going to end up somewhere great. I know I'm going to end up somewhere with a great football program mm-hmm. with a, a, an opportunity to get a great education. Right. And, you know, it, when, when, it, when I feel it's the right fit, it will be the right fit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Kenny wants him to go to Michigan. Right. Yep. I'm sure that that, uh, that that DCD U of M pipeline which mm-hmm. has you know existed for for some yeah. time. Got yeah. Mo Ways was yeah. one of the guys that went there. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see w- w- what happens. But uh, right. last year, just to throw out some stats. He had seventy tackles. Um, I believe he had like seventeen of those seventy. Seventeen of those seventy tackles <laughs> mm-hmm. went for lost yardage. Um, and seven sacks, so he can. Um, I think he, you know, and we're talking about diverse uh, his his diverse skill set. He can uh, go out and, and cover pass coverage, yep. which is what they like in those new outside linebackers. Yeah. and he can you know rush the quarterback. All yeah. right, last question on this subject: um, 
he would want nothing more than to win a championship well, in exactly. high school over his brother. Yes. Exactly. Right? Bragging who, rights. Who did well, not. Uh, can Country Day get over the hump this I, year? I think we just talked about with Jason Whitaker. As Jason Whitaker goes, Rockford will go. Well, Country Day's young. They've lost two, awesome. you know, they lost two quarterbacks for one reason or another that are either you know, Steve Mann's at Duke or right. Jalen Graham's at Jalen Graham's at Cast Tech. Is he playing quarterback at Cast Tech? Uh, well, I mean, I think he's be- behind he's Aaron behind Jackson Aaron on the depth chart. But I heard that he might have been playing some receivers. Oh, okay. See, I, that that I wasn't aware of. But when it comes to Colin Demons, he's a senior. He's a leader on that team. He's going to be one of the guys who's expected to to help you know bring along some of these young guys and make you know kind of lead that defense, keep the games low scoring, and then on offense as a receiver, be one of those guys who can help bring along whoever the new starter is and who, right. you know as they work that guy There's in. There's a program factor there too with with Country Day, who you know. Even if they even if they get in at six and three, or even if they get in at five and four, just like we said with the talent is there. you know, it's not just that. Yes, the talent's there, but also the 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 program pedigree is there. Yeah, like it's like, well, this program has 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 had long runs in the playoffs mm-hmm. before. We know what it takes to have long runs in the playoffs. Right. The you know at least if I'm not recollect, I believe I'm recollecting correct. Country Day has been. To at least the final four for three or yeah. four straight years. Yeah. Yep. Um, not to mention the years before that they went to the state finals a couple years in a row. Yeah. Well, yeah. Country, th- yeah. So yeah. Uh, four yeah. out of five years. So I mean, four they, they, they know years. what to do when it when when the clock yeah. hits November. And and, right. and if you look at this too, it's it's the schedule ahead: Flushing, Ferndale, mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Loyola team that is not yeah. what yeah. they yeah. once were. Uh, Southfield, Bradford, Benton Harbor. Who they're not afraid to. Sca- Benton Harbor's not as good. I, I, I mean, at least from what we've seen so far, the first couple of games. But they, they can, they can they come have, back. I think they're Lansing yeah. Catholic Central. Was hurt. They yeah. have. Oh, okay. So they've had Lansing Catholic Central has had some traditional success, mm-hmm. and then Melvin Hills Academy for Business and Technology <laughs> to end the year. So I think right. they got a good chance, obviously. Yeah. Of, of but, getting back in there. But I think when we looked at that week one matchup, Grand Rapids CC yes. and Country Day, you know, if they were to meet in the finals, let's say they meet in the finals again, you know, that's going to be the same Grand Rapids CC team that, yeah. you know, we've, we've come to know because they've got a lot of returners from last year's team. Yeah. If Country Day is there, that is not the same Country Day team from week one. Right. That's going to be a completely different team by that point in the right. year. And it's it's not going to just be your, okay, Grand Rapids CC beat them in week one. They're going to beat them now. Right. It'll be a completely different ball game. Gosh, that final last year was tough to watch, <laughs> that 10 <10-7 laughs> 7 game. There were a couple of games. What about yeah. the King Wildlake Western game? Uh, that was tough year. to watch. Everyone was I, I expecting a shootout. I know. That's what, what Offense was, was tough there? to come by last yeah. year in the finals. Yeah. No doubt about it, and then but we had a great one to end it with Orchard Lake. Oh and yeah, skiing, the, and, you know that was right, you yeah. know phenomenal. Right. So we, we got we got our fill, and we shouted out Caden Priestcorn and Kyrie yeah. Cunningham, the, the Ray Sean Allen. Well, I'm, no, just, I'm well, just saying I'm that because that was the yeah, yeah. game-winning touchdown in the last uh, what, yeah. five seconds. Yeah. All right. And they're back, and well, hopefully they'll lead the Orchard Lake back from 0-3. Yeah, let's wrap this up for, for this week. Uh, Hungry Howie's uh, Mr. Football race is on right now. Again, uh, Colin Demons is into the mix. Uh, Jason Whitaker will fall off. Uh, you can vote for your favorite candidate at statechampsnetwork.com. Just click on the Mr. Football banner on the homepage. Right now, as of we're recording this on Wednesday the 6th, uh, Max Whitwer is way out ahead. Yep. Uh, 3,600 votes right now. Those like fans are out strong. Yeah, Tariq Reed right behind him mm-hmm. by about a thousand, little over a thousand votes, and Jalen Franklin right there as well. So mm-hmm. they're kind of two, three respectively. They're tight. So uh, those are the three in the lead right now. There's a couple of guys I was expecting to get more votes. I think we're going to get some more votes for David Cruz and the the Lowell faith, faithful right. and uh, Elijah Collins and the UD Jesuit faithful. Yeah, I think more votes are coming for those guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Elijah, much. Uh, Got work to do. Yeah, he's got work to do. That's so right. anyway, I'll probably, I'll probably just to give the heads up, I'll probably do like a. I, a lot of times I've tried to do like 
handicapping for for That's races right. like this, yeah. Mr. Basketball, Mr. Football, yeah. where I give odds and, yeah. and the you know where where they stack at this time of the year. Right. So I'm going to have one of those up on my uh, Bernie's Bites blog this week. So okay, check cool. Out. Check it out, statechampsnetwork.com. Of course, you can listen to all three of us on the State Champs Scoreboard, which will be this Friday night, 97 won the ticket, several stations throughout the state. We're live on Facebook. One, right? Huh? We love being on 97. Oh, yeah. Crystal clear air- airwaves. Yeah, it's solid. And I think we're in a good spot now, 1030 to midnight. So uh, just when the games, you know, the Tigers games or whatever, uh, last a little longer than usual. I'll be out at Adams, Oxford. So okay. a little more uh, Highlanders action. Where are you going Friday? I haven't you know, finalized that, but I'm thinking maybe Oak Park and Seaholm. See, okay. see if Seaholm's for real this year. They've got some nice ones early on. you got to look out for Carter Stagner. They're uh, one oh. Division one bound uh, defensive end going to Eastern Michigan. They okay. are uh, dedicating the uh, field to John, John Harrington, Harrington, so I will be there. For okay. that, and there's a real, another real uh, quick for shout Stony out. Creek and Harrison. We mm-hmm. mentioned uh, Bloomfield Hills earlier in the broadcast. Uh, congratulations to head coach Dan Loria. Just won his 100th game. Um, has Absolutely. Been, been in Bloomfield Hills since wow. the early 2000s, uh, leading Losser's program, and yep. has then blended the programs uh, after the merger into Bloomfield Hills. Dan's one of the best people in the coaching. Great race. guy. Great, sure. great guy. So go to statechampsnetwork.com, vote in the Mr. Football race again, the leading vote-getter. So even if we thought Max Whitworth was not having a great season, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been able to pull him from the race because right. he's winning. Well, yeah. good so, news for Max. He's yeah. having an outstanding year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mad Max. Yes, exactly. Max and definitely uh, Josh Sarnata, the other yep. uh, the two that are just the stats yeah. are off the charts. Right? Like, he's a stat factory. No doubt. He right. is. So I'd like to see Sarnata's vote count go up, though, from the Fenton community yeah. there. Yeah. So you guys, yeah. if you're listening, you got to – Bring your boy up, so uh, he right. should be near the top of the race. There's no doubt about it. All you it. French Laundry, uh, that's like the famous uh, restaurant <laughs> down in the, the center of Fenton. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. go, go get a nice meal, and then get on your phones and vote for Josh. The Arnott French for Laundry. Mr. I believe it's called the French Laundry. Uh, Scott breaking down hairstyles today and <laughs> restaurants in the Fenton <laughs> yeah, area. Yeah, no doubt about it. So never actually uh, been there, but whenever I drive through Fenton, my mom and dad are like, "You got to go to the French Laundry." Right. Okay. okay. Well, those of you know, to Tom Markowski, who is our longtime colleague, uh, he has left the southeast. Michigan area, right. and so uh, he has relocated to another part of the state. It will, we will leave his uh, place undisclosed, as of this case. Waldo, so no one's Marvel? stalking Tom up, up, Tom up where he is, right. but uh, but he will be uh, back. He'll be calling in. Actually, he'll be at the Traverse City Central, Traverse City West game mm-hmm. uh, this Friday night, which, of course, is always an amazing game. Uh, they're do, they do a big thing for veterans and everything in terms right. of commemor- commemorative t-shirts and raising money, and uh, should be. it's always a great game. Lots and lots of people, so he'll be able to call in and give us a call on the radio show. Talk about that, and uh, you'll also see highlights of that on State Champs as it'll be our main event. And so, just so you know, because it's a little confusing at times, but Extra Point, which is the all high school football show, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., Fox Sports Detroit, State Champs, which has football in it, but of course, all the other sports going on. Uh, that is Sundays at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Any last words, gentlemen? No, nah, you know, I. I think uh, we're, th- we're through two weeks, and I think we know still know very little about how the, right. the 2017 season is going to play out. Yeah? Um, I mean, it's like we've talked about the amount of talent mm-hmm. that is in the state uh, right now between the sophomore and senior class. That's undisputed. But I do think in terms of where the teams are going to stack up at the end of the year is more kind of up in the air than maybe we thought yeah. at the beginning of the year. Where it's a little more, it felt a little more cloudy and some more question marks yeah. about how you know, everything's going to stack up. Usually it's the other way around where we're a little uncertain going into the year and then we kind of get clarity. I think it's been the other way around. I think Scott's right on that. All right. Well, for Scott Bernstein, Jeff Dulac, I'm Lauren Plant. Thanks for listening to the State Champs Preps podcast, and we'll talk again.